Welcome to another episode from the Stamps Podcast. It's early signing day, or the day after early signing day, I guess. Um, so we're going to re- re- recap a couple couple recruiting points, some of the top classes, some of the big moves, obviously some more portal stuff going on as the recruiting is going on. We got Santa, a.k.a. Jacob, in the building, and we got Clint. Glad to see you guys. Made it in right before Christmas. Santa, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good, brothers. How y'all doing? <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. Clint is dressed as not Santa. So how are you doing over there, man? I'm, I'm the Scrooge, man. I got to balance yeah. this out. Hell yeah. I'll be the Grinch, so, but I don't have anything that makes me look like the Grinch. But Stop. <laughs> if, I, if I had a mask, I would. I'll, I'll be your elf, Jacob. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, all right. Jacob, I'm going to let you start because you sound like you were ready to, to, to oh, rock no, and I'm roll just happy to, to start here. this. Well, <laughs> and I'm just, Clint's here so he doesn't get fined. And that's where that's we're right. at. Uh, but yeah, a couple, uh, couple of big things happening. I guess a lot of, I think for the most part, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, this is early signing day has come more of the, the actual signing day. I think pretty much everyone um, has signed for the most part. I know just specific to South Carolina's class that me and Clint pay attention to. All of the guys had their uh, letters of intent in that morning. Uh, Shane Beamer said they were having a race as you could put their uh, papers in the quickest. So I think by by 8, 9 a.m. everyone's papers were in. Um, except for obviously we had the one, the one flip, which was kind of expected. Braden Lee out of Maryland, he ended up committing to Maryland. So no surprise there. It was kind of all things leading that way. Other than that, though, no drum on that front. So I think with a lot of the teams at this point, early signing day is now the actual signing day. Um, I think especially with the portal moves, they'd probably like to get, get guys in and signed rather than, than wait. So, um, yeah, so, so a lot of big names. Um, Georgia uh, kind of stood the top of the, of the nation as they had the last few years, 28 commits. I think we were talking about before. At least, what, five, six, five stars. They had 20-something, four stars. Uh, a huge, That's ridiculous a huge class 28 total uh just from high school so they are absolutely reloading down there in Athens so they're obviously going to be a problem to deal with uh, from from now and a few more years so um i don't really have anywhere specific to go guys as far as the recruiting thing goes so if you guys have anything specific you want to talk about or touch on obviously i think there are some more portal moves to touch on there's some conference possible realignments that we'll get to at some point but um Jacob, I'll start with you, man. How, what do you think the last couple of days have been, um, either from a, a national standpoint or uh, from a Clemson standpoint? Yeah, I, I think most most stuff has kind of been to the status quo, I would say. Uh, we expected Georgia to have the biggest class. Um, most everybody that we expected, I think, for both of our teams, we could say Clemson and South Carolina. We already knew we're kind of committing. Like we knew we were getting Sammy Brown at Clemson. And they, like you said, you just had to kind of turn in that a letter of intent in the morning. Um, but there was a couple of uh, flips and stuff. Um, and this isn't over. I actually, did y'all know that this period, I guess you could call it, is actually like a three-day period, the early signing period. It's like from the 20th to the end of the 22nd, I believe. Um, okay. So there's still time for, for stuff to happen. I didn't know that. I didn't know how long this period went. I had to look it up. And then because actual signing day is what, like January like 5th or 6th, I think? Is the it, regular is, is February seventh of twenty twenty four. Oh, February. Okay. Oh my yeah. bad. I just I have that number in my head because I there's a couple of the guys that were after that are, I guess maybe just committing in January. I guess they're not going to sign yet. So I think some are still, some are yeah. still waiting. Whether they're still trying to figure it out or maybe waiting till the portal stuff kind of ends. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, Georgia man, just four or five stars is what I'm seeing, and twenty four stars. I mean, just the overall ranking like point wise is at three fifteen and second place is Bambo at three hundred. Um like it's just ridiculous what Kirby Smart is doing over there. Um well I say Kirby Smart. It is Kirby Smart, but really it's the money. It's crazy what the money is doing over in Athens, Georgia. Somebody's gotta say it. You. Yeah, somebody's gotta say it. Uh but yeah, I think the biggest surprise to me was Miami. I mean they're ranked third overall right now with twenty seven total commits. Um now they haven't been as many four stars as two five stars, 11 four stars, and 14 three stars. But they take the cake for the ACC right now. Um, and second is ninth at Florida State. So as far as the ACC is currently sitting without, with Florida State right now, um, 
they're they're above all of us. Um, now this is just one recruiting class, but I mean we've talked about how their coach down there, um, blanking on his name, he's a hell of a recruiter, and it's showing right now. Um, he's just got to put that product on the field. Yeah, well, that's Mario the thing. Though, can can they develop? Miami's had maybe not as high as three the last few years, but they've had some decent recruiting classes. But can they develop those guys into actual? Uh, players that are going to be there for the long haul, especially at the quarterback position. So if you want to, I, I don't know what they have um, quarterback wise coming in this class, but I know they've definitely been a kind of a target for some of these transfer guys as well. So that, that kind of remains to be seen for Miami because I think that's what they need. If they can get a steady hand at quarterback, um, like most teams, you're, you're going to be, you know, set up well for the future. Yeah. Right now they just have one three-star quarterback, uh, Judd Anderson out of Georgia. Um, so, but I think they were looking at, like you said, Cam Ward, and I think they had like a couple other uh, still available transfer quarterbacks looking to to have some visits and stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah, that's that's what's crazy. So, yeah, yeah, Miami at three, Florida State at nine, and then I think you guys wrap up. You guys actually are jumping up uh, the spots because uh, you guys were like 18th going into signing day, and have have now jumped to number 12. So that's gonna yeah. push you third in the ACC. Uh, we still stayed in the top twenty there, South Carolina, but we're like eleventh in the SEC. So that's not, wild. Not not ideal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When you got, um, is that including know. Texas and Oklahoma? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah, because you got yeah Georgia, Alabama, Texas, Auburn in the top ten, LSU, Tennessee, Florida, A and M uh, ahead. So yeah, that's. Not not ideal. Oh, I might have skipped over Oklahoma. Did I say Oklahoma? Oklahoma sitting at number eight as well. So, yeah, yeah, kind kind of a a tough place to be, I would say. Uh, but yeah, dude, there's there's still a lot of guys. Uh, one that haven't committed, I would say, not a lot, but there's a few, and there's still a lot of portal guys. How about the quarterbacks? Yeah, this is far I, from over, right? So since since we last <laughs> talked, I don't know if AJ Swan had made his. Uh, decision yet so he and he's going to lsu that news broke shortly after Jaden daniels uh announced he was going to the nfl <clears throat> and clint what's uh you kind of gave us that news with oregon man what's the update with them because they made some big new big moves at the quarterback position surprising based on the fact that dylan gabriel has been committed there for the last what two weeks or so yeah yeah what, what are you asking specifically though transfer with, with their, with, yeah with their new guy they got coming in at the quarterback position Talking about Dante? Yeah. Because yeah. that that had not taken place. So talking about Dante Moore, five star at UCLA. Yeah, yeah. We last talked and not committed, and now it's kind so, of a surprise. Obviously, yeah, we talked about Dylan Gabriel going uh to Oregon. Awesome gift for Oregon. Then obviously the quarterback sweepstakes. Um surprisingly, Dante Moore going to the portal selects Oregon as well. And Dante Moore, obviously, he's a he's a, a great talent, but he he uh he's a little turnover prone and kind of shaky. I think he was put, uh, had too much on his shoulders too early. However, still one of the better quarterbacks you can get out there. Ends up choosing Oregon. And what it sounds like, at least from what I've seen, is he's actually going to possibly redshirt behind Dylan Gabriel and watch one of the most experienced, if not the most experienced quarterback coming into this year, play quarterback at one of the most potent offenses. uh, And then start, the following year. Um, so Oregon is setting themselves up uh, awesomely considering they're moving into the Big Ten. Big Ten is doing away with, you know, this the, the divisions just like just about every other conference now. <clears throat> and on top of that, they, they had a couple of flips during early signing period. Uh, their class is really good this year uh, coming into 24. They're, they're looking like one of those teams that's going to be able to slide right into a different conference, aka the Big Ten, and actually look like a Big Ten team, a Big Ten contender. So they they nailed it on the head with what they needed to do to make this transition as smooth as possible. Oh, yeah. They hey. can go head-to-head with Ohio State Michigan right now. Um, I think that was kind of proven. But I, I'm glad you, you brought that up about Dante Moore, like redshirting. I didn't know he was planning to do that. But at first, I was like, what the hell is he doing? Like, like you said, like, uh, what's the name's already there? Gabriel's already there. Why are you trying to go there? But it actually makes a lot more sense now that I'm thinking about it, especially if he's trying to redshirt. I think these kids are trying to plan to be in college now for as long as damn possible, especially if they're a high-ranking recruit. 
because they can get NIL deals out the yeah, ass you get for paid a long now. time. Yeah. yeah, because I don't know if y'all saw this, but I mean, you saw what money Arch Manning made this year, right? His NIL value. Like, or- th- 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 this is my thing, though. I think that's still an evaluation, and not not that he couldn't have changed his mind. My understanding was what he said at the beginning of the year was that he wasn't going to take any NIL money at all, which out of all people, he doesn't really need to based on his I mean, family true. until he's a starting quarterback. So I did see that evaluation had him at three something, three point eight or whatever million it was. I got two point eight, two point eight, whatever, whatever was. Um, the only deal I know he made was with Panini for his playing card, but I know that the. The uh, <laughs> nah, that that would be a smart move on his part. I thought Panini just, was the like press sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I don't know. Dude. It is. <laughs> it is. Sam, Sam right. has been but drinking. Panini right. is also the, the card, the trading card thing, and it's also uh, pasta. Shut the hell he, up. It's not. That's penne, I think. Uh, nah, you gotta do he, what they the, the, the number one. <laughs> it went to charity. So. So and was that two point eight? That was the number two point eight. Was that, that over that, his entire time at Texas, or is that a year? Or what is that number? No, no, that's, that's for like I, this year's evaluation. That's his, my, that's his yearly evaluation. It came, oh my god! But, yeah. That was my point though. With this, was like that's his evaluation for one year, I think. And uh, the quote NFL. I'm sorry, I brought up NFL on this college football podcast. Uh, the NFL MVP favorite right now is Brock Purdy, and his salary for this year is eight hundred seventy thousand dollars. So like somebody like Arch Manning right now. I mean, shit, he could make that kind of money for five, six years if he decided to stay in college. So I get Dante Moore's move now. That was kind of my point. Well, so that's what's weird to me, though. So I wonder if this is more of a, is he very, is he mature, got a good family around him? Is is Dan Landing the guy? Because to me, you're, you're a five-star guy. He was the number one quarterback, if not top three, when he came out of his class. He's already got playing time, proven he can play. Like Clint said, he had a couple... Uh, turnover prone, but look, he, he was a freshman, so understandable. But for him to already have played playing time, probably could start somewhere, decide to go to Oregon, sit out a year knowing you're not going to play, and just sit there and uh, and just watch. Which, like, they don't even do that in the in the NFL anymore. So for a college kid, um, like we talked about before the the podcast started, Shane Beamer's press conference, he's got guys calling him saying, "Will you guarantee me the starting job?" He's saying no, so they're saying, All right, "I'm going elsewhere." So in in a world where people are transferring for playing time, for clout, for money chasing, for him to go do that, you're right. It, it might be a money grab because you're right. With that's the other thing with a lot of these deals we don't know about. There's no like, I'm not saying there aren't things in place, but some of them are just like you have X amount of Instagram followers, so you just need to post on Instagram. So it doesn't matter about his play on the field or how much he plays. If they're going to give him X amount of money, he might not have to play, and he can just sit there and make even yeah. if he makes five hundred thousand dollars. Like, dude, growing up, we always said like, money. one of the best jobs in the nation was backup quarterback in the NFL, right? You never right. have to play, never have to get hurt. You just sit there, you make it really good money, and you just Charlie Charlie Whitehurst, clipboard yeah. Jesus for a long time. Yeah, made and when made you do play, they don't trust you, so you just hand the ball off. Like, you yeah, literally you, have, <laughs> you, have, you don't yeah. have you have low expectations, and if yeah, you, yeah. Have, you play good, you probably earn yourself another contract. If not, they're like, that's why he's the backup. So that's it. Like, and and again, that was that was like. The, the word on the street and those rumors, but it, I don't see why that that would be necessarily false because Dylan Gabriel, I would imagine, just definitely got the starting job unless something crazy happens. Um, so yeah, I mean, uh, obviously one injury away from actually you know taking the reins, but uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it's probably money. A lot of it's probably some not a lot, but some of it's probably Oregon's an awesome team to be on. Period. Uh, they're flashy. They have amazing uniforms. They got a good fan base. Now they're going to the Big Ten, and they're going to be a contender in the Big Ten, it looks like. I mean, you have the chance, especially with a 12-team playoff, definitely going to go to the playoffs most likely and have a chance to do way more than he's done so far in his college career. So, right. I mean, it's probably several things that added up, plus the, you know, the money bag on top was probably the nice little cherry on, you know, on yeah. top. So Weird question, <laughs> but this is, could be way off the rails. Do you think some, some kid may would want to go to play for Oregon for all those reasons? But also like Oregon or USC to travel the United States of America because you know they're traveling a shit ton. You know what I'm saying? Going west coast to east coast for all these games. I don't think they're getting in a bus and stopping on Route 66 and no, dude, all that stuff on the way out there. You know they're going there like they're getting to the city they got to play in like on a Thursday probably or a Friday, and like they're they're getting to you know experience these cities and stuff. Do you think that's part of it at all? 
I don't know, dude. Santa's Nothing been about drinking. Ann Arbor, Columbus, or whatever <laughs> seems appealing to me. <laughs> no, I, I see, dude, I see yeah. your point. There. I see your point. November uh, football up north does not sound all that fun. Hey, man, um, we're going to... Because you heard last time somebody famous went out in Columbus. Old Urban Meyer about... Well, kind of was maybe one of the reasons lost his job. <coughs> he was tickling some people he shouldn't have at his own bar. So. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> well, we'll stay, out of, we'll stay out of Columbus if you're drinking. That's that's my uh, life mantra. <laughs> newly newly made mantra. I like uh, it. You're right though. They're mm. doing a shit shit ton of traveling. That, that's for damn sure. Oh yeah. So have we had any more news on Cam Ward, or is he just kind of sitting out this bowl season right now and see what plays out? Because he's still probably the best available quarterback right now. Right. I've heard nothing on Cam Ward. Nothing recent on Malik Murphy, Malachi Nelson. Also, a big name we haven't talked about. He was the number one quarterback in his class at USC. He's transferring out. Um, I haven't heard any kind of rumblings. Obviously, like for for the most part, if you hear some like pretty strong rumors, most of them have been true. Like we heard Riley Leonard to Notre Dame like pretty early on, and obviously yep. that worked out. Um, I guess we don't get a lot of those, but you know that that was definitely one of them. Um, yeah, I haven't heard anything recent, honestly, on, on any other rumor mills. Um. I think signing day kind of took a little bit of that, uh, uh, kind of all the spotlight off that for a while, but I'm sure we'll ramp back up here, here, bowl season. Uh, one thing to note too, there, there will be a, this, this transfer portal period will close, uh, another opens in April, mid to late April. Um, when, so when does this one close? Uh, let me look. Um, I was actually just looking up to see when the next one to open. Stand by. About this transfer uh, portal it. when it closes, yeah, or, yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't know when the portal that's actually well, so really when isn't the spring game around April? Because that's oh, so that was the other thing about the, <clears throat> the good thing about the stock and honors program. Beamer says the first one of the normally you have like a handful of guys that are that come in early, like in January with the team. Think about last year, like Nick Harbour and a lot of these guys, they didn't come to the team till June because they still stayed in high school. I think almost everybody in our recruiting class, minus like three or four people are coming in January. So we'll almost have full squad for the spring game, which is huge, especially for the freshmen. So I would think if you're a transfer portal guy and you want to get in, obviously learn the playbook, all that good stuff, get to the spring game, you would you would theoretically want to do that earlier rather than later, unless you're a team that's on these playoff teams that's still playing, and then you can move on after that. It's not a, the worst thing, obviously, you can get there for summer practice and still have a lot of time. But I would think if you're, you're trying to get in, you would want to sooner rather than later. So it's a 30-day period. <clears throat> the the winter portal uh, opens up December fourth, I believe, and closes January second. <clears throat> it it is noted though that that's just to get your name in the portal. You don't have to decide on a school inside okay. that window. So you could just just make it known you're in the portal, and then you can get picked up at any period after that or any time. Oh, okay, after so that. so it doesn't so it doesn't <clears throat> matter when you decide. That's just when opens and closes for you to take your name, put your name in, or take it out. Yes. Yeah. And then, of course, right, so, we so, just mentioned the, the second period for entering the transfer portal goes on uh, mid to late April. So that's interesting because th- we might see some teams. The national championship, I believe, is what, like the eighth or ninth. So there might be mm-hmm. some teams that get eliminated that maybe some guys announce right at that January 1st. Jan- well, yeah. Really, yeah. January 2nd, right? Is the day after the, the first round of the playoff game. So that's actually an interesting timing on that and, and how that would play out. But that's good to know. I thought they had to like, Maybe decide in that time. No, so nope, not not according to what I just saw. No, um, so yeah, there's still time for these guys, and I remember this from this past uh, spring, um, where teams were able to pick up a couple more guys during that second period, um, uh, you know, late April. So, uh, and even um, Beamer talked about that during his press conference. He's like, "Listen, you know, we're we're still looking. Um, we're a little light on wide receiver. We want to pick up a couple more of those and." Obviously, next portal period, they'll be looking for that. So, um, and it guaranteed there's going to be not not near as much as this first period for the transfer portal, but this the spring period, there's going to be some more people going in, uh, because they're going to find out. Yeah, I'm like two or three on the depth chart on this team. So, um, exactly, th- there'll still be a little more action. Yeah, um, just like what happened in LSU with Jay Nails declaring in that uh, AJ Swan coming in, uh, <laughs> committing. We need to talk about USC as well, Southern Cal. Uh, Malachi Nelson is a four-star, former five-star recruit, I believe, quarterback going there. Um, 
I think with him declaring that he's transferring, I, doesn't that kind of say that Caleb Williams is staying? Uh, I mean, it, it I would normally think that way. I would normally think yes, but USC's actually had a rough off, not off season, but a rough winter. Uh, they didn't lock in some of the guys they thought they were going to sign. Obviously, they had their number two quarterback, who's obviously talented, hit the portal. They've had several other guys at the portal. They've had a couple flip from them that was committed to them. They've—I don't know, man. It, it could be that he's staying, or it could be that people are just seeing the writing on the wall and don't believe in this Lincoln Riley, you know, mindset of all offense, no defense. So I, I couldn't tell you, man. It, it's possible though. It's a—and it, I would think that would be the case, like. Because even still, being a quarterback, you probably don't mind playing for Leakin Riley. You're gonna you're gonna yeah, light up the scoreboard. Right. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's it, they've had a they've had a rough winter so far. Yeah, especially with obviously their their season to end up the way they wanted to, and I think a lot of us maybe not surprised. I mean, the defense was always an issue, but kind of the way it went towards the end, they they get they definitely got exposed. So I don't I don't know exactly. You know, they, they haven't seemed to, kind of like you said, Clint, they haven't seemed to make a lot of splashes as of late, especially on the defensive side. It's always receivers or running backs that kind of get rumored that way. So that one did surprise me. I don't know what the rest of their, their roster looks like quarterback-wise. They, they normally are good for a four- or five-star guy every year. Um, mm-hmm. They haven't had great luck with developing them, I would say. Um, but just, you know, Southern Cal itself uh, as a as a area brings brings a lot of recruits in. Um, to, to your point, Jacob, about maybe doing some sightseeing and, and weather-wise, you probably want to be there. Yeah. Um, so another point I want to get into, I, I don't mean to take over this pod, but I just got, yeah, I want Dude, to see if I'll answer. It's almost Christmas, and you're just Santa, a Santa Claus. You can Santa do it's, your, it's your time. <laughs> so, so shine, dude, take it. Grab so, life by the reins, dude. <laughs> Giddy up. All right. Uh, so who's y'all like, like I said, my, I think my surprise team so far, at least in these, to get back to the rankings for this 24 uh, recruiting rankings is Miami being third. I didn't expect them to be that high. I knew they would be probably top 25. They normally are top 25, but I feel like they could maybe have made that jump to, you know, 15 to 10, but being third, that's my surprise team. And I want y'all to give me your individual surprise team. And then, Give me your your biggest surprise player, I guess. I think, and I'm kind of leading into this. Mine is the Dylan Rayola kid that was supposed to go to was it Ohio State or Georgia? He, or Georgia. He was Georgia, Georgia for for quite yeah. a while, for a long time, and then he flipped the last second to Nebraska. And uh, Matt Rule up there, they, they got some things cooking. Yeah, he, like like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, you know, when the rumor search came out, he does have family ties there, but. You know, going back to what we talked about in the season and, and, you know, Jacob, you were on this and I'm not doing this to make a joke about Clemson, but it was kind of why you knew about how bad their offense was. Besides, the only game I really watched was the Nebraska playing Colorado and and I watched Jeff Sims turn the ball over and stuff like that. But obviously Nebraska and Clemson were like tied for at some point they were fighting for leading fumbles. Most of that was Jeff Sims turning the ball over for the most part. Don't put it all on him, but their offense was pretty bad. Obviously, I've made light of the fact that it's a Marcus Satterfield-led offense, former offensive coordinator of South Carolina. Not the greatest success, I would say. Obviously, as soon as he kind of probably wasn't calling the plays, we went off the end of the year. Um, so we'll we'll see. But uh, to me, um, kind of what Clint said too that he's mentioned, like it's it would be good for Nebraska to be good for the for the good of college football, right? So a traditional powerhouse, mainly known for their defense. They haven't been been good in a long time especially with them being in the conference they're in, it would just be good just for, for parity in that conference and just to have a little bit more competitiveness. I think I think that he's going to start day one, so that's the thing. Is he a ready-made guy to come in there and start? Because I would, speaking of someone giving somebody the reins, he's going to have <laughs> the reins of that team pretty early on. So yes. we'll see what kind of player he is and if he can handle that because there's going to be a lot of pressure um, for, for, you know, we keep saying Texas is back. And Nebraska starts rolling, people start saying Nebraska is back. You get a bunch of old country fat boys out there, corn fat, corn huskers, whatever they're called, dude. I tell you what, it's going to be uh, a, a quite a time in college football if they're starting to play good. So I'm kind of with you. I don't know if that's the most, well, m- maybe maybe the most shocking. Um, to me, also like you have big names that flip here and there, but that's to me that one of the more impactful ones because he has a chance to actually like th- that kind of commitment changes can change a program, right? Yeah. Obviously, 
like DNs or D tackles or safeties. Obviously, they make a huge impact. But to get a guy like that at quarterback who's been so highly touted, uh, and it, you know what? And it also coincided. Speaking of Jane Daniels, Carson Beck had announced that he was coming back for another year. That's so true. some people might have thought he was going to jump to the draft maybe with the season he had. So he's going to come back. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Nebraska, and he's going to be the guy. So we'll see. Um, Clint, do you think he's he's enough? I mean, Nebraska has a top twenty class as well to add on to that. Um, you know, what do you think? Do they make a big leap in year one, or do you think it's still going to be another year or two under Matt Rule before they maybe see? Like, I mean, do you see him winning eight nine games in that conference? That's the tough thing. I would have to see their schedule now that there's no divisions. Um, yeah, right. But would will they make a a jump in? Performance, yes. Will it reflect in a record? Maybe not, especially now that you have Oregon and USC and whatnot over there. I like um, that. Right. I I do like though that, um, like you said, Nebraska's just or football's just better when Nebraska's good, uh, for whatever reason. And to see that they are actually trying to come back from the slums that they have fallen into for quite a while now, um, it's it's going to be it, it's. It's refreshing. It's like, okay, like that's, they're actually making moves. They're going to do some work. And to, to pull a guy, I get there's some ties there with family and whatnot, but to pull a guy that was committed to Georgia for as long as he was uh, up to the cold weather in Nebraska to play some snowy football, that, that's big. And that's going to, that's going to send a message too to a lot of other recruits, a lot of other transfers that Nebraska is obviously still wanting to regain some of that. Like excitement they had, you know, from years past. And um, again, though, I, I don't see this going to be like they're a 10 win team this coming season. However, I think you will watch them be like, okay, like they're no longer an embarrassment. They're actually going to be decent uh, here in the next couple of years. I think at least that they're respectable enough to like, hey, we actually have to like, like do some scouting on this team. It's going to at least, like, if you're Ohio State, Michigan, you're at least going to have to like pay them attention. This year, they pretty yeah. much could have walked out. You know, Connor Stallions or not, probably would have put a stomping on them. Um, I do have their schedule here yep. um, for next it. year. So they UTEP at home, Colorado at home, uh, Northern Iowa. Oh, they play. Col- I forgot that was at home. Uh, yeah, Illinois. Home. So four, four games open the season at home. Then they go to Purdue, two Rutgers. They're going to open the season. If they beat Colorado, they're going to open it up. You're going to. They could go 7 0. They're going to go okay. 7 0 pretty easy. Yeah, at Purdue. All right. Home to Rutgers at Indiana, and then it's at Ohio State versus UCLA at USC versus Wisconsin at Iowa. Honestly, it's backloaded. No, but even then, dude, like Wisconsin, not great. Iowa, they should win. UCLA, not great. So you're looking at Ohio State, man. USC, and maybe it's doable, dude. That's it, man. They they've lucked out with their schedule. Uh, I would say, man, that's actually not bad for for kind of what I expected. So no Michigan. Uh, no Oregon, no Penn State. Did they play Penn State? No Penn, no State. Penn State. So I mean, that's no, so three big the games. Three of the that, big dogs. Yeah, right. So yeah. Man. So actually, y'all might be right that this might be a season where I actually do and probably have to make the jump because if if this is the season where they get the the slack schedule, the next season is probably going to be the one where they pick up some of those bigger games. So yeah, this this might be a season not only that they they hope to, but they probably have to make a jump, and I think they will. I mean, shoot, you just rile that off. I see. At least eight or nine wins there. I mean, I think at worst the, they they start the five and two or six and one. Like, yeah. I mean, the fact that we're the fact that we're talking about Nebraska in twenty twenty four. I mean, already goes to show you that Matt Rule is doing something there, right? I mean, yeah, no yeah. shot that I would think. Here we are in December. We got playoffs coming up, and Nebraska in twenty twenty four is even on our radar. So that just shows you what a guy like that quarterback can do. Kind of put you on put you on the map. So and with yeah. the transfer portal, man, let Nebraska have a decent season this year. There'll be more guys going there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a nice little football town to, or college town to play football. And, in, so. and Matt Rule's a a guy that's you saw what he did at Baylor. Um, obviously he didn't he didn't do what he wanted to in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. That owner out there is not giving those guys more than a year to do anything anyway. So like, yeah. you know, whatever with him, good move I for him. I wouldn't put that on him as much. But yeah, uh, and they yeah, got I mean, the 19th best recruiting class right now, but their transfer class is only 66. So I mean, it's kind of whatever. But right, well. Put in Ryola, you know, as a transfer or recruit, whatever you want to call it. That that makes up for some of that stuff, I would say. I know it's a high school recruit, but uh, it's not the NFL portal either. So, um, 
Jacob, add to your, your question. The, my surprise team was Miami too, because I was looking at this earlier today and I was, I was like, whoa, like I didn't realize. I mean, I'd heard like Miami come up a few times during the um, the, the first day or the sign period. Yeah, I didn't realize some of the guys they were getting. And they, they almost had opportunity. Who was it? Was it the, uh, I can't remember now. There was another guy, one another big dude. They almost had flipped and he ended up not flipping. Uh, but even without that, obviously you mentioned uh, third ranked team. Uh, for commits, I mean, that's yeah, they have to with their coaching, they have to have guys like that because I do believe that the players are the most important part. Like, for the most part, really good players can overcome some bad coaching if there is a threshold. Uh, but <laughs> Miami is one of those teams that has to have those good players, and they did it. They went out, uh, we knew this. Cristobal's a great recruiter, he demands a lot of his staff to go out there and uh, pull some of these guys that maybe we thought. He shouldn't be pulling, um, and he almost had a couple more flips. So, I agree with you on Miami. I do want to shout out Florida. They they signed DJ Lagway, uh, who, from what I hear, is going to be an absolute baller at quarterback. Um, so, keep an eye on him. They also signed two of the top ten players in the country, and this is Florida coming off a second consecutive disappointing season. Uh, so, I, yeah, hope, hopefully they're starting to turn the page and. Get Napier's guys who they really want in there, yada yada yada. We'll see how this turns out. Again, I, I forget what their schedule looks like. Hopefully, it's not too too tough on them, so they're actually able to make some progress. Um, who else? Who else did I have? Yeah, um, I, quickly on Florida, yeah, like that head coach. This is like shit or get off the pot season for him. Like, oh, it's it, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of thought it was this season, but it, they, if they keep him <laughs> around and they he has a decent you know recruiting class, it's they got to be next year. And they, I think they had the hardest schedule to next year too, don't they, or something like that? I mean, dude, I don't, I don't know who's got the easiest schedule in the SEC. Like seriously, with, with the the two new teams coming in. Yeah, so, I think it's Florida that it's, has. Clint, it's funny you mentioned Lagway because I literally just looked him up today because uh, he was on some Max Preps list. Uh, I don't know if it's like All Americans or whatever, and I was like, who's this guy? Like, where's he committed at it? And uh, I hadn't heard of his name really, and I saw Florida. I was like, they're getting a guy, and it, it's funny. He's not a. Uh, he's not like cute, like. I mean, he's like 6'2", 220, but he's not this 6'5", but like some of those guys that like, I think he's going to be a problem with it with his legs and his arm. So good for him. Yeah. I, I would be interested to see what Anim's ranking was uh, like with four or five weeks ago in the regular season. Jimbo gets fired. No coach That's for true. a few weeks. How much they drop. They're still in the top 20. I don't know what Mike Elko had to do to hold on to the guys. To, to me, they still get a top 20 class. Probably a good thing. I know we heard some names flipping as soon as that happened, rightfully so. But for him, still get a top twenty class. I think they're going to be able to do some good things. But I bet you that was probably the, one of the bigger drops. I would say, as far as coaching staff goes, I don't know anybody really in the top twenty of the recruiting class that has had a coach leave. Uh, at least that's you know what I'm saying as far as imp- his yeah. impact was that. Yeah, um, yeah. Florida has an insane schedule next year. Uh, they start with Miami. They got A and M, um, UCF at Tennessee. Uh, and then these are the last five games. Georgia at Texas versus LSU versus Ole Miss and then at Florida State. Yeah. Not 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 easy. God dog. At all. Which no which you know we talked about with, with Georgia's schedule too. We talked about how, you know, quote unquote weak their schedule was this year. They open up the year with Clemson. Yep. Um and then and then just look at the gauntlet that they run through. Um you know, the 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 good thing now with the the twelve team playoff is you're gonna have you know, all the, the rumblings about a one loss, a two loss SEC team. Now you're talking about you might have three losses and mm-hmm. not be a conference champion, and you still might get in based on your wins and with the way some of the schedule goes. Three might be pushing it, but it wouldn't surprise me depending on who you beat. Hey, the thing that Georgia has going for them is they, they can't play themselves on their own schedule. Like, <laughs> you know? Right, right. But, I, you know, I'd be interested to see. I mean, the amount of drop offs they had the last two years, and for them to still do what they did this year, like I don't know if even if they lose a good bit of people, I don't think it's still going to be as impactful as like how good they were the last couple of years. Maybe it might not matter, man. They have they they're bringing in so many different guys, so many you know across the whole team that they're just absolutely reloading. It's insane. You're getting 28 guys, and 20 of them are four star guys, like. Just decent develop. Just be decent for the most part. You're not going yeah, to everybody, but yeah, you know, feed them. Yeah. Feed them. Feed them and give them water, and they'll probably be all right. Yep. 
So two other teams I want to quickly shout out about. I was surprised at this recruiting class is Auburn. We saw how bad they were losing in New Mexico State and stuff this year. Um, I don't want to call them bad. They played a lot of close games, kept everybody tight for the most part. But say it, dude, they haven't they haven't been good in a few. They years. haven't been, but and they still they, this, they get decent recruiting classes. Yeah, that's the thing. They they finish or they're at six right now in the recruiting um, with two five star receivers, uh, Cam Coleman who's six three one eighty, and then Perry Thompson who's six three two zero two. Like holy shit! Like they're about to start start throwing the ball around. Um, Maybe so that's the one. thing is somebody throwing the ball. That's the problem. They could, yeah. They haven't had a good big time playmaking playmaker receiver in quite a while either. No, they haven't. Um, and then the other thing is, I want to shout out the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Uh, oh, they're down. Oh, yeah, I was gonna uh, say yeah. Same thing. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, got in the top twenty-five. I think they got their first uh, five-star recruiter recruiting ranking ever, or no, first five-star recruit ever. I'll say it right when I'm not drunk. Uh, I think his name is Micah Hudson, the receiver. Yeah, that, they've never had a five star yeah. recruit ever. Never have. They've had Patrick Mahomes at their school and well, never had no, a five star recruit. Mahomes wasn't highly rated. Baker wasn't highly rated. I, I was thinking maybe like Crabtree might have been good. Graham Harrell, I know, wasn't. Uh, yeah, that's probably about it. Yep. I was reading a little bit about Hudson too, and a lot of people think that he's going to catch like a billion touchdowns for the Raiders. So that's that's good stuff. So right. th- that's their five cigar receiver. Yes. Yeah. What's what's his like height weight? I got you right here. Uh, he is six foot one ninety. So a slot guy, probably. Maybe. Maybe six foot, not super tiny, but. But the thing is, too, I mean, the Big Twelve next year. I mean, the favorite right now is who Arizona. Like. Oh yeah, yeah. gotta be, dude. What 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 did they finish with? Because they, they they got Fafita some help or what? I'm, I'm a Fafita guy now, guys. I'm all in on Fafita. You want a Fafita jersey? They're 49 no, no. right now. 49th. That's not going to cut it. Um, so dude. I was actually going to bring this up. Out of like the top 20 signing or classes of the 24 signing period, uh, zero of them are Big 12 teams. Uh, 16 yeah. are Ooh. either SEC or Big 10 teams. Three is ACC, and one of them is Notre Dame. So uh, the rich stay rich, man. It's Yeah. It, it's not getting much better. So I, I have a question, and I, I kind of already know my answer. If you're Colorado, did, did you guys see how many recruits they got from high school? Like four. Yeah, four I'm or seeing, five. I'm seeing five. Yeah, I five. don't care. Okay. I don't care how many guys you get from the portal. <laughs> you cannot sustain a winning program getting five Absolutely guys. Nope. From like he's the Dabo Sweeney of high school recruiting. He's like, ah, fuck, we're not gonna. I don't want anybody from high God, school. Dang it. I want I want twenty one year olds who've been in college for six years, have made a million dollars, and I and I want them coming here. I, look, I, I do have a point about Dabo too. Now I didn't listen to the soundbite, but if you're a Clemson fan, this has to concern you. Now again, no soundbite, so I'm I'm hearing it in a tone that you got to recruit your state, right? Yep. Five out of the top six recruits out of the state of South Carolina went to the University of South Carolina. Dabo said, "Well, we offered them, we just didn't get them." If you're a Clemson fan, if, if, if Shane Beamer said, well, we offered them and we just didn't get them, about the top guys in South Carolina, I'm, I would sit here and scream to you guys about why the hell are we not going after these guys, right? Like, like granted, I get it. You guys are, because of, you, because of winning national championships, you guys are going to California and Texas and you guys getting a lot bigger names and going down to Florida. I, I understand that. At the same time, you know how many good players have come out of South Carolina in the last 10, 15 years. A lot of guys that are playing in the NFL, um, whether they've been highly recruited or have been three stars on the radar. I think any coach would tell you you have to recruit your state. It just seemed the way he was just so nonchalant about caring about it. It's just to me, he made me mad just in your shoes if I were you. Again, I didn't hear the yeah. whole soundbite, so I could be very wrong in how it came out just, just reading it. But like, come on, man. Like, Have a little bit more fire up under you for... Again, you didn't get him, so I don't know what you're, he's supposed to say, but like, I don't know, dude. No, I, I totally get what you're saying. And as a Clemson fan, it's, I want to see it bite us before I really want to get mad at Dabo because, you you know, that's what we've kind of learned this Clemson season was about, you know, learning to re-love Dabo and his ways and stuff in a way with the whole Tyler from Spartanburg. Everybody got right behind Dabo again. So you almost have to, like, as a Clemson fan in my mind, just trust what Dabo's doing, but it does hurt to see the homegrown guys kind of go. But I think also part of it is like, there is a huge wave right now with South Carolina, Shane Beamer. And so Dabo's not going to harp on like, okay, well, the, 
there hasn't been a whole bunch of crazy great, great talent come out of South Carolina compared to like Texas, California, Florida, you know, Bama, Georgia. Like, um, so but I, I mean, he's kind of taking a great assault right now. Four, a four star receiver out of Greenville that we got. Five no, star, a five star offensive lineman from Dillon. That's not that far. I, what I was and getting two is two other think, four star offensive linemen who are huge mother truckers. Yeah, and the five star out of Dillon is um out of next year's class, right? So no. he still could flip. No, or is it that's is no. this year? Yeah, buddy. Great Wall. So he's starting got three year? big boys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, I think if it, and what would be great for Dabo is if those guys come in and make an impact right away, which we think Sellers will, but he's had a second, you know, this will be a second year. Well, this, um, this, if those guys Sellers come in and have an impact, it'll hit Dabo. me as much because he was a Syracuse guy. I mean, and in state talent, I get, but like, yeah, I don't know, man. It just, it just surprised me the way, dude, especially like, I, again, you got a four star kid from Greenville. Now, look, you guys got Antonio Williams two years ago. Which was big. That was, Fort, yeah. that was that was committed to Auburn for a while. It was between Auburn and us, and you guys came in late and were to snag him. But you're right. If these guys, let, let's just say, let's just say next year we beat you guys, and Psych. let's just say a lot of those Mazio Bennett, the four star guy, makes an impact. Lenore Sellers making an impact. Oh yeah, some of these hit. guys that are from Carolina, it's gonna hit. And at that point, it's gonna be too late, right? Especially you're not going into the portal. You're already not going to support. You're not recruiting. Keeps hitting you upside the head with that. Like I can control that. <laughs> no, but like, I saw. An, I saw a thing today saying that he was like, "Oh, we have who's one of y'all's? What's his name? Uh, man, Come on. Bro, bro, one of the defensive ends. I can't think of the guy's name. But he was like, "Oh, we have this defensive end coming back, so we don't. I'm not going to go to the portal for a defensive end. It's like, yeah, okay, well." That. We had three or four defensive tackles come back. Beamer said, Beamer told those guys, I'm getting you guys some help. And went and got two guys from the portal to give them some help. So it's like, all right, man, you're holding, holding it down. We're not going to get you any help, buddy. You just, man, he could go get whoever he wants from the portal just about, dude. He literally almost could, dude. Like, you guys are a national, like, fucking brand. Like, That's go true. get a couple guys. And if, and if they don't fit your program, don't get them. But you can't tell me that none of these top five-star guys, receivers, quarterbacks, defensive ends, none of them are good enough for your program? None of them fit the culture? Like, that's, that's crazy to me, bro. Crazy to me. But I'm not a Clemson fan, so I'm not going to get too strung up about it. I am. That's, I don't know that's why. my point of view. I'm about to say, you're already there. I see that. Uh, like, that's my point of view. Is I don't want to get myself strung up about it if the results on the field actually work. Obviously, this year it's not what it used to be. Y'all would kill for an eight and four record, um, but like, and y'all would kill for an offensive touchdown. We're on the same page. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But uh, I, as as long as like we can rebound next year and have a really good year, I don't have our twenty four schedule right in front of us. I don't think it's one hundred percent made Georgia. yet. But um, I know that yeah, open up with Georgia. We'll know right away and probably lose yeah. that game because I think most people are going to lose that game to Georgia. Um, but, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see where we are. I mean, that, that's basically what it is. I, there's going to be a slow burn with that, but whether he's going to learn or not learn. And like I said, he didn't learn a lot this year until we had that whole get up happen, uh, where it, it seemed like all the fans got behind him and stuff again. And we'll but that, see. But that came, that came with winning. You started winning. It did. It, did, yeah, it came with winning. So if he, and, if he, imagine how loud it gets if he doesn't win those games that you guys won at the end, right? Like, yeah. And if that happens this coming year, then yeah, something's definitely got to change. People are going to start calling for, man, I don't want to say this too loud, but it's going to be, you know, put them on the hot seat in a way. Like, yo, if you just Dude, can't they're, change. They're calling for Belichick's job. They can call for Dabo's job. Well, I mean, Belichick's pretty, he's more he's stuck He's been in one of the greatest Dabo. coaches of all time in the last 20 years, and they have one bad year because they don't have a quarterback. Like, kind of crazy. I get it. He's the GM too. But like, but no, no, no. Okay, look, like, it wasn't one bad year. How many years has it been since uh, Brady's been on the Patriots? Yeah, so two bad years. They weren't terrible. Was it they two? weren't. Three. I thought he had two years in Tampa. This is Brady, so no, it's no, three no. years. Yeah, but they weren't. He's won more than three games. They're winning like three. Well, games yeah, more than three. But it's been a slow burn to get to this point. If Dabo yeah, has, has the same has, trajectory and Dabo wins just three, four games next year. Yeah, yeah, but Dabo has a chance to get a five-star quarterback every year. Belichick, when you're winning games and a good guy retires, you don't get the top pick in the draft. So I mean, it's a little yeah. different at the NFL level. That is true. When that is true. I'm Dabo Sweeney. I can get whoever I want in the portal. I can get whoever I want at any 
I mean, he's obviously shown he can get five star guys from California. He can get five star guys from Georgia. He can get five like you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he the guy can recruit. I'm that. That's what's crazy to me is like he's choose you like you are choosing not to now commit to a large portion of recruiting, which is the transfer portal. Like you were choosing not to do that. That is yeah, in a way yeah. And Clemson fans, I get it. You guys are up there in the country. Not a lot going on. They're not stupid people. They know what the portal Shut brings. <laughs> They've seen it. Like no, I, you're, I, you're, you're ruining Santa's buzz. All right, you're bringing him down. <laughs> I'm. Tr- I'm. I want him to get us fired up for his team. Look, I, look. We we had a good recruiting class. We got points of emphasis that we need in the trenches, off the line, and defense line, and went through the portal. To get it. I'm very, very happy with my team, and I can't be angry besides the fact we're not playing a bowl game. So now I'm channeling my normal, like, slightly anger energy to you guys because it annoys me because he's going to talk shit when he's losing games about, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, you could have had your fucking players. You could have got them, bro. I think, so, honestly, what pisses you off, too, is he hasn't done it, and yet we still won more games than y'all did last year. Not- I mean, we would have won eight games the ACC last year, too. Will you? Would you? Would you? Yes. Are you sure yes. about that? Are you sure about that? I, I would think so. I would think so. With that defense. I looked up the Clemson's transfer portal rating, and it just says NA. Not existing. And I, like, I audi- yeah. audibly laughed. Um, no, they got, the, they, got the one, they got the one like D6 guy. Whatever. Didn't even register. D6 guy. They didn't even register <laughs> in the rankings. Oh man! Shout out um, Ohio State signing the number one overall player in the country. He was a wide receiver, by the way, Jeremiah Smith. Oh, boo! And get out of here. <laughs> listen, and it's not often that the number one overall player they is don't a need receiver. him. They still got yeah. Anderson. He's still there. Uh, I'm just saying. Uh, hey, guess uh, guess what? Stay uh, rich. We talked about this. Guess who the top receivers are not going to? Syracuse. So Kyle McCord. Good luck. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, Texas. Oh, I'll I'll go ahead and say Texas is back. They 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 landed four or five stars. They they picked up a couple of key guys in the portal. They're they're back, I think. And And they get yours back from the year. Jesus Christ, buddy, buddy. The Manning family is paying for some of these five stars. Maybe, maybe they got the money for it. Why not? I mean, shit. Yeah. At this point, why would you not support your parent, like your son? Not Are they sending equal amounts to Tennessee and Ole Miss being alums? Uh, Probably not. I don't know if, how much of a fan they are of Kicking, but that's just me. Or maybe they are. Shoot, Ole Miss is balling right now. Maybe they I are mean, sending they, some money that way. Yeah, I, obviously Arch was maybe going to go to Ole Miss. Kevin yeah. was trying to, yep. trying to get him there. Shit, so, I still remember the highlights of Arch throwing the ball at Clemson in their indoor facility, and I was like, oh, I don't like this. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> harmony there. Uh, so quickly, uh, we talked about the biggest winners. I think what's been y'all's biggest loser team wise when it comes to these recruiting rankings? Like who has disappointed? I would say so far this I year because I, I would say Colorado, but that's that seems like a. Well, I mean, yeah, Colorado. That seems Michigan, like a concerted effort. That that's hard to do. <laughs> that is very true. He's just been <laughs> yeah, all I, transfer portal. I, it's I would the opposite say, of what Dabo does. I would maybe say Michigan, but. It doesn't surprise me this year because all the stuff that they've had going on, Coach Harbaugh doesn't coach six games. They don't know if there's going to be any more penalties next year. I don't know if they lost any scholarships to where they can't get. I don't know if that was a part of it. I don't think so. But if there's even any rumbling, because a news article came out today or yesterday about there's possible more recruiting violations that are going to be in trouble for. So if there's even hints of them getting any type of postseason bans or something, if I'm a player, I'm I'm definitely not going to go there. So. Them at 15, yeah, from the team that they have is surprising. They should have a top 10, top 6 class probably every year. Um, But I think a lot of that's got to do with the drama that they've had this year. So, yeah, with with you saying that, I would say Michigan. And, again, I would say Colorado, but I think that's more of a a, a on-purpose thing than it is. You can't tell me they can't get more than six guys getting over there. Yeah, without without being a dead horse, uh, I would say Colorado. But... Uh, for the sake of conversation, I'll, I'll pick USC, man. Uh, they didn't have a terrible class, but compared to what we're judging them on, which is the, you know, being a blue blood college football program and what they had hoped for with this uh, Lincoln Riley 
uh, regime, I, I do think they underperformed. Uh, not just with the recruiting or you know the signing day either. It was the transfers have kind of hurt them too. So, um, uh, do I think they'll they can recover from it? Sure. Uh, I have to look at their schedule too to see how rough that is now that they're in the Big Ten. But um, I do think most USC fans are probably going through this week pretty disappointed uh, yeah. that they missed out on some of the guys they want to. Yeah, that was that was probably my other team was USC, uh, and they're still at eighteen. So I mean. Uh, again, it's like the rich stay the same. Not, not they don't get richer, but like, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's well, not once you get terrible. to like once you get to like eighteen, man. Uh, you're, I mean, shoot, uh, Carolina. What what's Carolina at? We're at twenty. I mean, you're we're at, you're near the same, and we're not a top tier recruiting team. So, um, USC should be they they should be up there pulling five stars, um, especially with the with shoot, a guy we like got more Riley. five stars than they do. Do we not? Uh, yeah, I think we have two. They don't have. They don't have any. Yeah, they, they have, have five stars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They missed. They missed this year. Yep. And so. also another one is kind of Penn State. I mean, they they he's James Franklin's been able to keep that program semi elite and just not make that leap. We've seen that with the the you know Ohio State game and the Michigan game, and it kind of reflects in the recruiting too. Like 14, they, if they they were able to get like a top three recruiting class like back to back years. They may can make that leap, but with this kind of recruiting class, they got 17 four stars, no five stars. Uh, that's a really good class still, but it's 14th. Like they're just not going to make that leap. I, I don't see it. And if I choose, if we do this podcast next year and I choose Penn State to beat either one of those teams, slap me because I it it's not going to happen. I don't think so. Something big is going to have to change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but then you got you'd have to look back at look back at Penn State's class last year or the year before because those are the guys that are now getting in and starting so you know does you know one top 15 class is going to ruin them probably not obviously they've been pretty consistent for the last several years again it goes back to what we talk about every time they gotta it used to be now we gotta we gotta beat Ohio State Michigan now it's gonna be well we gotta beat Ohio State and Michigan and we gotta beat Oregon and we'll probably beat USC you know now now it's just the, the bigger the conference and no divisions so now they they're gonna definitely have to, to up their recruiting game but We'll see. They, they, they. I feel like they normally uh, develop pretty well too. You always, maybe not at the quarterback position, but good running backs have come out of there. Obviously, as of late, they've had some good tight ends come out, good defensive guys. So I think Franklin's doing a, an all right job over there. But you're right. I mean, if you, I mean, you look at the top twenty five class, you'd be surprised at how many uh, big teams don't have. Like Florida State doesn't have any five stars. Notre Dame has one. Um, I think there's another, a couple of other big ones up up at the top that don't have. That don't have any. Um, Oregon doesn't. Oregon doesn't I mean, they have got any transfers, but Oklahoma's got one. Notre Dame's got one. LSU's got zero. Uh, Penn State's got none. Michigan's got none. So it's kind of crazy. USC none. We talked about. Um, yeah. So they're uh, <clears throat> hard to come by. What was that cast name that um, flipped at Toledo uh, from South Carolina? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, I, I was looking into it a little bit. Apparently, Toledo uh, recorded their highest ranked recruiting class in MAC history. Uh, really? Largely in part due to that guy. Um, but shout out Toledo, that. man. Out there just killing it. <laughs> just destroying MAC records and recruiting. So, well done. They got the 64 ranked uh, recruiting class. Oh, you talking year. about Demarion Lang, the receiver? Athlete? Yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. That was him. Um, I, I look too. That apparently a lot of schools, including us, wanted him to play more DB, and he wants to be a receiver. That that was the word on the street. And that so makes sense. I guess he just kept telling guys no. Speaking of uh, big recruits, you guys know Devin Hester, right? One of the greatest current returners of all time. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah. Devin Hester Jr. committed to Furman, played for the old Paladins. Oh wow! Top ranked FCS. Top ranked FCS team nation? that we didn't, but they're a top ranked FCS team that we beat. So, <laughs> oh, we're, uh, we're playing Akron though. Iowa <laughs> snagged another Australian punter. Stop. Shout out to Iowa in that punt game. Stay oh, strong. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> who's Iowa's offensive coordinator going to be? Is what I want to know. I'm going to apply, guys. I'm going to put my application in. I don't even think they need one. They put it up it's on their website. Leave it vacant. 
Can't the be any worse. I don't, have a, I don't have a four-year degree, and that's like one of the minimum things. So. That's actually, I'm going to take as the reason I'm going back to school is because I'm actually going to apply to be. <laughs> uh, All right, what's the is there any way you can like tag team this degree? Well, I'm no shot. I'm gonna help. I'll just you bring you on my staff. Here. Like they'll hire me, and I'll be like, "Well, let me hire my guys to be oh, like my assistants, yeah. and I bring you." What's in. your requirement? We'll just inf- Do I need a four year? What's your? Oh, dude. Uh, burly beards. Uh, large whiskey selection. Burly. Oh yeah, uh, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I have a shooting, good yeah. job, mom. <laughs> I'm gonna get like fifteen thousand applications from dudes with big beards and whiskey in their hand. I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Right, right. Oh man. So, well, go ahead. Was one more, one more. I'm sorry. Uh, quickly about Florida State, the conference realize. Is that what you about to get into? Nope. Forgot about that. <laughs> ah, see, take uh, it away. Yeah. Thank so you, Santa. They kind of, I guess, Brent. Well, who was it that uh, announced it? Like the like the college football reporter, I guess at the time, um, Brett McMurphy, he announced uh, that Florida State has started the process to lead the ACC. It's been rumored for you know a year or two, maybe for some of the top programs in the ACC to look elsewhere, um, but it's actually been reported now by Brett McMurphy, and said that they're trying to get out um, of the grant of rights and stuff. But they call so they call for a board meeting to get out of it, and uh, they're. Actually, what surprised me is it says that their first look will try to go to the SEC or the Big Ten. And if that doesn't work out, then they'll go to the Big 12. Um, <laughs> so kind of a surprise. We're just going to go wherever, wherever they want us. One of the big I mean, ones, except for the ACC. Dude, so wait, this is my thing. To me, the chance of you going 13-0 and not making the playoff obviously didn't happen. Not going to be the case very often, especially with 12 team. So now you're going to go to a tougher conference. You're probably not going to go. I guarantee they won't go 13 0. You're probably not going to make the playoff. So they should just stay in the ACC for the good of their program. I think they're freaking out. Actually, if they would have just voted for the playoff like they could have this year, they would be in the playoff as a 13 0 team. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, 12 team playoff, they'll make it. In, in what? The SEC? No, they won't. Doubt you're right. You're right. Maybe, maybe with this year's team. With this year's team, they could have. Yeah, I'll, I'll say that. Yeah. But the normal Florida State's of the past, the past five years, negative. But if Jordan Travis is healthy, he's got two legs, then yeah, they're in. What's his deal? I, What's he I, doing? I, he's I, leaving, right? NFL. Oh, is no, he? he already announced he's coming back. Oh, my he's bad. He's got unfinished remember. business. Bit, uh, business. I couldn't remember what he said. Business. Mm. I did see, too, that... Um, I guess at the SC they had convened just to kind of go over like, hey, do we actually want any of these like Clemson, Florida State, stuff like that? As far as Florida State goes, apparently there's more opposition than uh, acceptance to wanting FSU in the SEC. So take that with a grain of salt. That was just initial reports. I think it had it so, had to be like a a package deal in my mind. Like you wouldn't want just FSU. I feel like you would want FSU Clemson. <clears throat> I don't think it matters anymore. Without divisions, whether you have an even number or odd number, I don't think that matters. No, no, it's not about that. I think it's just like you'd want more than just Florida State. You'd the want more value. The last time I heard Greg Sankey like, mention this, again, now they can say whatever they want. It, now it's been a couple months, but he said they weren't looking necessarily to add more. But I think they know that as these conferences get bigger and bigger, they're probably going to add more at some point. Unless we go with Jacob's idea, which we will get to probably once the season ends, about his uh, idea on realignment and I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Let's go. It's not even realignment. It's honestly a whole new league in its entirety under college football. Um, yeah, buddy. So that's, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. And I'm all in on, on who you picked as the, I don't know what you called him, but the chancellor, the president, the leader. <laughs> Commissioner. Of this, uh, dictator. Dictator mm. of this said league. Pretty yep. high profile name that I think I'm excited here about this. Don't spoil too much. Don't spoil too much. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just excited. I'm trying I have to, to listen in. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, all right. All right. So next, uh, no, no episode on Monday. Christmas is obviously on Sunday, so no recording. But when we come back, so we'll put out another episode uh, next Thursday, and at that point, we'll be we'll be previewing finally the playoff games that will be taking place on January first. We'll talk about some other bowl games. There's a couple bowl games where there's probably going to be starters playing 
uh, probably Georgia, Georgia, Florida State, maybe one of them uh, without Jordan Travis. But other than that, there's not a lot of other bowl games uh, we probably need to talk about. But obviously, the 14 playoff starts on January 1st. We'll have that preview coming for you next Thursday. Um, Merry Christmas, boys. And uh, here's to a few more weeks of college football. Merry Christmas. Oh, man. Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. See you, boys. See you, Santa. That's the Grinch right there if I ever heard it. See you. Yeah. <laughs>